0: I would help my partner. I would help my, Hey, this is like, I helped you. This is what you need to do to increase your business. This is how you have to market. This is what you have to do. This is the content. This is how you convert and monetize. I would teach them. I would love for my partner to outproduce me. It'll never happen, but I would help them and help them because that's something I can respect and be proud of the guys that you hear about um, that are jealous of their partners. They're not really wealthy. They probably make a couple hundred four or 500,000 a year. You know, to me, that's good money, but it's not great money. And so if a woman's making more than they get jealous.
1: Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LaCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for, even on days when shit hits the fan, and it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Today is a follow-up to an interview I did with Dave Awancha. You know him better as... Vegas Dave. He's an elite sports handicapper, but today we talk nothing about that. Today we dive into relationships. He told me the last time we were speaking, once we turned the microphone off, that there's no good women left in the world. And we started diving in to all of the lies that so many people talk about when they come to relationships. So I've been married 17 years and I had a different opinion. So today we talk about all of the things. I think you're going to find it super interesting. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Today is a follow-up to an interview that I did with Vegas Dave. It was such a good show. And after the mic was turned off, we started talking about relationships. And Dave said, why don't we do a podcast on talking about what men and women want in a, a partner, a successful relationship? And I was telling him that my husband and I have been together together. 17, almost 18 years now. And you're like, you said something like, do you have a fucking sister? (laughs) And then we kind of started spouting off about like what it takes to be in a committed relationship and what you're looking for. And I kind of said to you, I was like, well, perhaps you're not manifesting the right person. You're like, I don't want that person. And then we kind of went back and forth about what we were actually looking for. So I think today will be really interesting going back and forth.
0: I agree. You know, I told you I, I've given up on finally finding, finding successful, ambitious women. You know, I don't think they exist in Vegas. As I've told you before, I realize all the good ones are taken. I, I think don't know all the good ones are taken. The truth, but- or they're young, or they're young because no one's taken them yet. And I'm 44 and I don't have time to deal with a 24, 25 year old because I think they need to, they hit maturity at 28 to 32. And by then, they either popped out a kid or someone else has wiped them up. I don't think there's any, um, Diamonds running around with no babies, with money and success and good values. That's
1: Okay. So I, I definitely agree with one thing that you said, which was the fact that women definitely come into their own, like around that 27 to 32 range. I like for me personally, 27, 28 was like my holy rock bottom. Like, are we going to fucking change this ship or is it going to sail into the wrong way? But Mm -hmm. one thing that I I was thinking about what before, you know, obviously, we've had a day in between we spoke. One thing that I was thinking about is, let's say I was single, and I had the success I have now. And and, you know, the ambition that I have now, I don't necessarily think that I would ever pursue someone like you. And here's the reason why. I see you on social media, hanging around with women who are definitely not like me in most regards, which is the fact that, you know, they they definitely love being in the spotlight. They definitely have, you know, a look to them. Let's say they love to party. They love the attention and all the things. Now, don't get me wrong. I like a good time, but you know, I, Botox is the worst that I get. You know what I mean? Like by this situation. So my thought process would be, I would never think that you would want a person like me because of the people that you constantly surround yourself with. And now let me where my well, head's at there.
0: So I would see. I always tell people don't prejudge. So when my documentary comes out, they're going to see people don't know that I live with my mom and dad. People don't know that I have values. I eat, you know, women don't find men that have values that honor their mother and father that bought them a dream house, that eats dinner at the dinner table six days a week, takes off their shoes at the end of the house because that's not content my audience wants to see. People don't understand that Vegas is just a character. I will not date a girl that works at a nightclub. I won't date a girl that does OnlyFans. I won't date a girl that has no respect for their body. But for content purposes on the beach, yeah, I'll put a video of you with a Vegas Day of tattoo in your butt and put it in the audience because that's entertaining for them. That's content that gets people to talk about me. So I understand that. But when the people talk to me, they're like, holy shit, like you're not even that person. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's all marketing. So I understand why it's that way. But there's a lot of people that have known me for years and they know the real me, but I understand where you're coming from. And um, I guess I did it to myself, but at the end of the day, I did it. That's why I'm so wealthy It's because of the content I produce and getting people to talk about me, but that's just Vegas. Dave, David wants person talking to you now. So I understand um, where you're coming from, but again, you can't prejudge.
1: Yeah, no, totally, for sure, and I and I do agree with that. Like that was one of the reasons why I even asked you to do this podcast because I, for the last few months that I've been following you, I've seen more of Dave Awancha. I've seen the smoke and mirrors of what you've been able to do, and I definitely respect it for sure. Um, but it, it's hard because. You are so much Vegas Dave. And when people get to see you on like, where else do people really get to see Dave Awancha? And and they don't, women especially. Gosh, I, don't, I don't let
0: people in my private life anymore. I'm very protective of my family. I don't go out to dinner with people. I don't really speak to people because I'm so burnt out of people. I like to be alone. So the thing with me is that I'm good with it because at the core, when I go to bed at night, I know I'm a good human. I know I'm doing the right thing. So- I don't care what other people think about me. And I do believe, like you said, if it's meant to be like with Holly, not to bring up Holly's name, but she took a lot of shit when she dated me from all over the press, but she loved me because she could see through it. like intelligent women can see it. So like 99% of the women would be scared, but those aren't the women that I want because they don't have the vision, the 1% that are pretty and smart, but say, Hey, like you said, this guy's smart. I can see what he's doing. That's not really him. That's the 1% person I want to attract. So there's maybe so one out of every 100 is going to see that. So it just make, takes time for me, you know, because some with brains and vision and a marketing sense will see what I'm doing. How can this guy live with his parents, eat with his parents, honor and do all these nice stuff for charity and give, but yet be this monster online? It doesn't make sense. So some people don't get it. and I'm not trying to Draw those people. I'm trying to under, draw the people that one percent vision. This is wow. This is pretty brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's it's really brilliant. I see it too, and and it is so interesting. I couldn't imagine what Holly received on the other end, and and I'm not saying neither you nor Holly are like are this like you know Jesus walking on Earth type of situation, and I don't want to pretend like I am as well. But you know, even in the 24 hours that I have talked about you on my social media, oh my God, I have like it is just inundated with all of the shit. And, you know, it's. I did a video on this, because thank you for your information yesterday, I definitely need to get out more speaking content. But I did a video, and I'm going to put it out on my on my Instagram. But I talked about how Yeah, in the moment, it's kind of scary. Like I even told my husband last night at dinner, I was like, holy fuck, babe, I guarantee you I have like a 100 comments on this post that I've done where people are like, you are a scam. She's a scam. They've gone on my website and see what I charge. They tried to book a call with me like they went in depth for 24 hours. And, and the funny thing about it is, is you have to sit back for a second. At the end of the day, Absolutely. I could be completely wrong and I could get completely fucking blindsided by you in, you know, in a few weeks and this could be a really bad mistake. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that I am interviewing you because I do believe you are talking to people who want to be the 1% and I think you can add a ton of value. So, and I know that when I go to bed, I don't feel bad because I believe that I'm doing the right thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, one thing about me, anybody Podcasts have been on there, like, dude, even millionaire matchmaker, most views. I'm polarizing. Yeah. People love me and hate me, but you have to understand the people that are haters are already miserable. Number two, the fact that they would write to you and put it in writing just means not only are they haters, they're also stupid because it's proof. And those aren't the people that um, we're trying to reach out to. So you have to understand why do people love me and hate me so much? It's, and I'm great content because haters only hate on winners. Mm-hmm. Haters don't hate on losers. If I was a bum, no one writes shit to you. No, so that's the so impact I have. Sports betting industry is very competitive and I'm the king of it. Everyone wants to be me. The fact is, is that I share all my knowledge with people for free. So I know they're not going to put the work in. So I love the fact and it was no surprise. me. I was going to tell you when you said, oh my God, I got so many haters in the DM. I was just going to say, just ignore it. This is a great thing. Okay. Because when people stop talking shit about me, that means I'm no longer successful. I'm no longer Um, breaking barriers. So I smiled when you said that, but I'm immune to it. Like, I don't know what it's like to wake up without people talking shit about me. I'm immune to it. The day they stop would be like the apocalypse. Like that means I'm broke and I'm a loser. So that's good. Don't respond to them. Let it build your algorithm. And they're listening right now, anyways. So you just got more downloads.
1: Yeah, no, it's brilliant. I love it so much because, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, you're a good human. I'm a good human. We've all made mistakes and we'll, we rock on. But the main point of this podcast today was talking about relationships and you as a successful man who is at a point in time where, and we talked about this on the last podcast, where, you know, sometimes when you are growing in life, you have to really get rid of certain people in your circle in order to find the best circle. So if I am a woman who's looking for a man like you, a successful man who is a one percenter. What is the characteristics in a woman that you're looking for?
0: Um, so every relationship I've been in, I've learned something. Most of them don't last more than a month because I get out when I see the red flags. We'll talk about that later about self-worth and not settling. So we'll talk about it later. But now at 40, shit, I'm 44. I told you before, um, values, number one, how do they treat their parents. How do they speak about their parents? If a woman can speak bad about her mother, father, especially her mother, call her mom a bitch or a loser, and If I've had that happen before, then I'm out. Because if you can talk negatively about the woman that brought you on this earth, that means you're going to talk shit about me as soon as things go bad. So how they respect and treat their parents, their ambition, do they want more out of life? What time do they wake up? I will not date a woman. I wake up at four in the morning. I want my woman to be up by 6 a.m. I don't give a fuck if you're just get up. Maybe you're making a bed. Maybe you're working out. You're doing stuff, checking emails. I don't want a woman that sleeps in. I believe all successful people wake up early. They don't sleep with double digit numbers. And I want someone with ambition and drive. You know, I don't care if you're figuring shit out. If you're working at Starbucks for eight bucks an hour, I will support that than rather you sleeping all day and doing the only fans account to make easy money. I want people to play the long-term game, not the short-term game, because I, once I lose respect for you, it's done. Okay, respect is key for me. When I lose respect for women, it's done. There's no coming back. And I think that's why I mean I'll never speak to Holly again because any girl that, to me, a woman is a beautiful species. You can do anything in the world. And the two most degrading things you could do is be a stripper or a prostitute or show your body parts for money online. And if you do any of those things, regardless of how tough times are right now, I lose respect for you because God, God bless you with two eyes, two ears, one mouth, two legs. You can do shit. Go shovel snow next door. Go do a lemonade stand, but you're too cool. So you'd rather show your body and sell it for money. So if you sell your body photos or your body or anything like that for money, I lose respect for you and I'm done. So I look for respect, um, ambition, values, and how they treat their family.
1: I love it. Okay. So what is the besides sleeping in what pisses you off about women
0: um nowadays in self-entitlement you know they some don't even say thank you you take them to a dinner they do not even say thank you some don't even listen i know i'm gonna pay the meal at least attempt to reach in your fucking purse like you're gonna pretend to pull out a card even though you can't afford a thousand dollar dinner at least show that attempt you know gratitude thank you you know what dave i can't afford a thousand dollar dinner but you know what What's your favorite meal? I'll come and cook that for you. Or you know what, Dave? Let me get you a massage for 80 bucks at the local place because I know your neck is stiff. Something small as reciprocation. People that don't reciprocate or appreciate or don't even say thank you, I'm done. Because it's only going to get worse. And nowadays with self-entitlement, because guys encourage this stuff. Guys just pay for shit. So even these girls that are like twos and threes, they think they're tens in their heads because this loser paid for everything. And they expect it. So when they come up to a boss like me, they expect that. And I'm just like, dude, get the fuck away from me.
1: I have a question. Do you think you could ever date perhaps a woman who may not be as successful as you? But do you believe that you could date a successful woman? Because I surround myself with a lot of very successful women. And one of the like I had a girlfriend yesterday say, you know, does a woman's success Make a man uncomfortable?
0: Not me. One, that's the right, but they're never gonna make more money than me. But number two, where my mindset is, I'm a team player. Like that gives me a bigger heart on than a set of implants. Okay. So I would help my partner. I would help my, hey, this is like I helped you. This is what you need to do to increase your business. This is how you have to market. This is what you have to do. This is the content. This is how you convert and monetize. I would teach them. I would love for my partner to outproduce me. It'll never happen, but I would help them and help them because that's something I can respect and be proud of the guys that you hear about um, that are jealous of their partners. They're not really wealthy. They probably make a couple hundred, four or 500,000 a year. You know, to me, that's good money, but it's not great money. And so if a woman's making more than they get jealous, I'm making millions. Like I can, I want to teach and inspire, you know, like I, I that's a turn on for me. So no, um, you're, you're dealing with men that came into money, but still are jealous and envious. They don't have a good soul yet. They haven't got that mind clear yet. You know, I was jealous years ago in my late twenties, early thirties, but now that I'm a grown man and a true wealth. No, I would love to have a partner that woke up before me. I would love for a partner that made more money than me in one day. That'd be fantastic. Find me that.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting cuz I'm thinking back about my husband in the beginning when we first got together, you know, I did some television shows and I played golf and, you know, a lot of guys thought that that is really really cool. And they're like, "Oh, so many people used to say to him, you know, are you intimidated by the fact that she beats you at golf?" And You know, my husband, I'm sure there was moments where he was like, because I did have a bit of spotlight and things like that. But it's so interesting. I always knew the real side. The real side was I was like, fuck, I'm so lucky to have a guy who can actually handle this. But he always said he's like, you know, that's her job. She should be better at me than me at golf. Like, if she's building shit better than me, I might have an issue with it. But like, really, that's her fucking job. So she should be good at it. And
0: it all comes down to security. If you're insecure, that will never work, but I'm secure. You know, I'm secure of who I am and what my self-worth. And I'm a, I, I'm a team, I'm a full supporter, you know, like I would love my partner to have a business. And if they listen to what I taught them, because what I teach cannot be taught in school, it's in my DNA, they're going to blow, blow the fuck up.
1: Would you date someone who had like more of a corporate career?
0: Hey, yeah, I look for work ethic. If you're waking up every day and going to work and fulfilling your responsibilities and not calling in sick and you're working, God bless you. That's fine. Just have dinner ready at six p.m. You know.
1: Oh my God, right there.
0: But I'll pay for the groceries and the what? maid. And the, I'll pay for the groceries. But no. But um, like I said, yeah, I don't believe in um nine to five. But however, I believe a nine to five teaches you structure. Do that. That's fine. I don't need an entrepreneur. Just have your own shit. I don't care if you only make sixty thousand. Like I always said, if I was to date a nine to -er, fiver, it probably I used to date nine to fivers at the nightclub from nine p.m. to five a.m. But I always said if I don't date an entrepreneur or something like that, it would be a nurse because a nurse works long hours and a nurse has a good heart. A nurse will take care of, which means she would take care of me. I have a lot of respect for nurses. And most nurses are half Filipino, half white. I like half Filipino, half white. (laughs) So uh, nursing or an entrepreneur. But at the end of the day, as long as they have a passion and they work hard, that's all I care about. Like have a purpose and work hard. That's how you earn my respect.
1: Do you know what your love language is? No. Oh, fuck, Dave. We've got do you to. We a love you to
0: language. There's a love language.
1: Oh, my God. Dave, I cannot believe you don't know this. Okay. So it's called The Five Love Languages. It's a book, but you can. Well, I heard that about book. that book. Yeah. Okay. But you can take the online test. 100%. I'm sending you the link you need to take. I make all of my clients actually take like an Enneagram and a love language test. So my love language, 100%, is quality time. So if my husband were to bring me home, like a fucking, like, we'll use your world like a Birkin bag I'd be like yay thanks babe that's so pretty if my husband would call me from work and say hey do you want to go for lunch I'd be like oh my god I will hump you right now because my love language is quality time like nothing is what are the five
0: options I'll tell you right now
1: okay perfect quality time
0: and for me with a partner, what would be my love language if I was dating you or dating a female?
1: Correct. Like, okay, what would you love? Like what would make you, my, my husband's love language is words of affirmation. So he never really got a ton of words of affirmation. So his, is, and I'm like, oh my God, babe, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Okay. So, so, so you
0: speak service, to me. Okay. Got it.
1: Acts of service, um, quality time, uh, physical touch. A lot of guys are physical touch. Nah,
0: I don't want physical touch.
1: Okay. Um, Had enough of that. Words of affirmation.
0: Huh? Need,
1: I'm like forgetting one. I don't need
0: the words of affirmation because I already believe in myself.
1: Acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, physical Acts touch. of
0: service meaning what?
1: Acts of service, like doing things for you. So, like, let's say your wife, you, you, or let's say your girlfriend, you're um, doing your um, sports stuff all day. You're doing your research, and let's say your girlfriend goes, "Hey, babe, I know you've been working really hard today. I brought you a sandwich for lunch." Yeah, that
0: kind of stuff. Yeah, the little yeah, that
1: kind of stuff. You'd be like, "Oh my god!" A lot of mothers are acts of service because, like, they're so overwhelmed that, like, if their husband says, "Hey, let me pick up the kids from school," they're like oh my God, I fucking love you so much.
0: Yes, it's not acts of touch because after I'm with someone-
1: Acts of service, quality time. (laughs) I can't believe I'm fucking forgetting it. I'm on the spot. I mean,
0: quality time is important too, but it's, I don't, you know, it's like they want the quality time for me because I'm the one that's always busy. And I don't need the physical touch because I believe after a while, I'm more attracted to their brains and their vagina, to be honest with you. I mean, sex is still important, but I need to be, once I lose the respect for their brains, that's what keeps me hooked with them. So, so it's not touch. I don't need affirmations saying, Oh, you're great. You're this gifts. or that.
1: Gifts is the other one.
0: I hate gifts because I hate, I don't like celebrating birthdays or Christmas because I have everything I want. And I feel like if they give me a gift, i have to do something back. I don't want like gifts. It would just be acts of service, acts like of service. little Probably. things, show the appreciation and the gratitude. Like I told you, if you come to Cabo with me, just buy me a fucking taco, one taco for nine, nine cents. And you're gonna get massages on the beach and be treated like a queen, you're gonna have thousand dollar dinners on the beaches, just so yeah, absolutely. That's a
1: service, yeah, for sure. It's like someone supporting you, and so like that would probably be a really so when you're thinking about your next partner, you know, one thing that you'll probably wanna think of is like, does this person want to? help me in some regard do they want to like make sure my day is going really well because i think you know you even mentioned right now like having dinner on the table to you that would be like a fucking big love language because you're so busy that like that act of service like going out of your way to like make sure something is easier for you would be really important
0: yeah but also i'm just such a realist that it's hard for me that because of like what can i do for your day? i'm like don't talk to me for 10 hours because i need silence and then if they bringing a sandwich, like, dude, I'm fucking working. So it's it's different. When I told you I'm a different breed, like so I can say I want that, but I don't want it to be bothered. Like when I'm working, I don't want anyone near me. I can't hear music. I can't hear a pin drop. I need silence. And if you call me to check on me, I lose my mind
1: because okay, so it loses my this focus. This is this is really cool. So my husband and I, we have this like almost it's like a um, unwritten rule of. If I text him or call him and he doesn't pick up, I literally will not do it again until he calls me back unless I do it two times in a row. And that means it's like something like it's an emergency and he'll step out of a meeting. Here's the thing. I probably in 17 years done that four times because I know like our key is like, holy fuck, something bad is happening. But besides that, I respect his time. You know, yesterday we were talking about something and I think it's really important to say this for women out there who are listening. I have understood from day one that my husband is who he is before we got together. Your spouse or whoever you decide to choose is going to have to know that you work 10 plus hours a day.
0: 10 and, more like that's a that's a slow yeah, day.
1: Exactly. So let's say 14 hours on, on, you know, college fucking football, NFL, you know, Saturday, whatever it is at the end of the day, that person is going to have to realize the lifestyle in which you are providing is not a nine to five fucking lifestyle. And I have known that from day one.
0: So two things I want to say, number one, the reason why you're successful with your husband is you communicate. There's communication. You have a rule that has been broken that says, hey, you're gonna call me once. My ex would text me and write, write me paragraphs and paragraphs. And I'm like, dude, stop. And we'd argue about that. Like, so the fact that you communicate and communication is key. I don't want you to do this because I'm working. And if you feel like I'm ignoring you, it doesn't mean I don't love you, it just means I'm focused on work. So you communicated, which I think You probably didn't say that stuff, but that's why it works because communication is key. I do agree that communication is key and that's why it's successful for you and your husband of not blowing each other up on the phone.
1: But I think that that is learned number one too. And I think if you would have known your partner's love language where let's say you do have three hours in the morning and let's say hers is maybe quality time because your time is the most important thing. If you can say to her, hey, listen, the next seven days, I'm going to have to work 14 hours a day, but this coming Thursday, we can spend three hours together. Does that work? I've done that.
0: I've I've done that with my ex. And but the thing is. When you're done being in love with them and you're checked out, you didn't want to spend those three hours, you know, like and
1: and unconditional love is the bottom line where we're all because I
0: believe this no matter how busy I am, if I love you. I'm finding a way. Correct. No matter what, if I love you, I don't care. I'm finding a way because you know what? If my mom and dad were sick, if my mom and dad says, you know, dad's kind of lonely tonight, I would find a way to go there, spend the night with them and talk to them and sacrifice my my sleep. So I just never loved anyone like my mom and dad. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't make excuses. I'm just a realist. So I've never really been in love because my mom and dad didn't seem to be there. You know, so I never found a woman that made me jump like that.
1: Yeah, it's the unconditional love, right? Like that's like the underlying like unconditional love. And like my husband has said that because I've been a mess for a long time. And he's like, it was just like, honestly, like the unconditional love that you just fucking suck it up for certain periods of time. But also, too, you know, it's work, too. Like you were, t- you and I were talking about yesterday. Right now, you don't believe right now, this time in your life, you have the desire to want to put in work, taking away from what you desire more right now, which is your career.
0: Yeah, like I said yesterday, uh, a relationship is a verb. It's action. It takes action. And I'm not willing to put it in because not that I've been burnt before. It's just because I put energy and shit And the girl just turned out to be a bum, you know, but um, if it happens, it happens. I'm a giver. I'm a something with me. Whatever I do, I want to be the best at. That's why I don't want children now. Why? Because I'd be a shitty father. My parents gave me everything. I'd be like, oh, I can't take you to the baseball game because the game's in overtime. Go over there, son. You know, I'd be a shitty father. I want to be able to take him to soccer practice, football practice, karate classes, teach him math. I don't have time. So I don't, that's therefore I don't want a child because I don't believe in bringing someone this earth that you can't be the best at. And just like a girl, like I just don't have time because my career is number one right now. But if if a girl came in and shit all the attributes, I'd have an open mind It and find a way to make it work. But I don't think they exist. I really don't think they exist or they do. They're already taken. That's how I feel. Well,
1: again, like we said yesterday, we are going, you have to change your fucking mindset on that. You have a mindset like that is fucking exceptional. and. You can 100% create an exceptional woman if you want it, because you've created your whole fucking career, which is pretty damn exceptional. Like a one percenter
0: Manif- manifested it all. Yeah,
1: yeah, you've 100% manifested that. So I think it's just a matter of deciding. Just deciding. This podcast decide it's your turn. Deciding you're you're going to change the way that you view. Quit speaking that there isn't those women. There's seven fucking billion people on this planet. There is a fucking unicorn out there, like 100%. I have a question though. I, I, one of my guy friends said this to me Does the fear of settling get in your way? Because he believes that he has a fear of like settling.
0: No, it doesn't cross my mind I, because I'm not afraid to be alone. Those people are afraid to be alone. So that's why it even crossed her mind. All oh, this girl's oak has this, but. Is missing this, this, and this, but okay, I'll take her because they don't want to be alone. That's why no, I'm so, he
1: is alone. He is alone. He. I think his fear is never making the commitment because he's always afraid that there's something better.
0: Everybody's different, you know. I know, like when I have a winning game, I know this game's gonna win. If I have a winning girl, then I know, like this is the winner. I'm not going out anywhere. So I don't think the grass is greener. I only think the grass is greener on the other side once the girl starts giving me red flags, like swearing at me for no reason, bad temper, uh, being irresponsible, making bad choices. When I start seeing red flags, then I start thinking the grass is green on the other side and I lose interest. So, but if the girl's doing all the right stuff, I'm not looking anywhere else because I, time is the most important thing I can give someone, you know, it doesn't matter how much money I make, the fact that I'm going to sit down and have dinner with you and turn my phone upside down. That's the most important thing I can give someone is my time because I really don't give it to anyone besides my parents and my dog. To be honest,
1: yeah. So that would be like the game changer. So you know, if you meet Dave and he fucking turns his phone over, wow, you must be something special. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure the truth. So what do you, what do you think? Kind of, you know, wrap this thing up. Like right now, if you were to have to like manifest as like perfect female into your life, how do you think you're going to find her? If Right now, you kind of have a tendency to like want to be alone a lot, and you have the Vegas Dave persona online that is very much not the ideal woman that you're trying to manifest into your life.
0: Maybe from your podcast. You know. <laughs> that could
1: be true. I, li- I got a lot of girls that uh, sent me messages yesterday and were like, Oh my God, I'm successful. Who is this guy? <laughs>
0: So, you know, I mean, most, like I said, I don't, I'm not looking, but if it was there, it was there. They just have to be a perfect match and um, worth my time. I mean, like I said, I got to respect the person. And like I said, I've dated beautiful women before, and now I don't need a 10. You know, girls that are 10s are fucking headaches. They come with baggage. Girls with, I don't want a 10. I want like a seven and a half, eight. That's pretty. That has a beautiful soul, beautiful mind drive ambition, respect for their family, respect for me, that's more attractive than a 10 with fucking headaches. I'll take that all day long. I don't want the 10s no more.
1: Well, you know what? It could be like, you know, I think that there's a lot of guys who would consider their spouses that they actually have unconditional love for as a 10. And it's not just the fact that, you know, they're a 10 quote unquote, physique wise, but you know, a 10 overall package, you know, like I would hope that my husband thinks that I'm a 10. Some days he's like, fuck, you're lucky you're a six, you know, <laughs> I've been told that before. You're lucky you're pretty because sometimes yeah, I, believe, husband, I believe I right? believe someone's heart
0: because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you look like when you're 60 or 70, your tits are sagging the floor anyways, you know, where's your heart at? Are you going to be loyal? Are you going to take care of me? Are we going to honestly, because in today's world, everyone cheats You know, I don't cheat. I break up with the girl and say, this is not going to work. Well, everyone's like, why would you break up with her? You could have kept her on the side. I'm like, I'm not like every other guy. I can't kiss you and say, goodnight, I love you, babe. And then go fuck another girl, which most men do. I get the bad rap of rotating, going through people. But it's because I say, you know what? I communicate. This isn't working out. I'm done. So they see me date someone else. And I look like this player. But in reality, I'm the good guy because all these other guys are pretending to still love their partner. And banging all these other girls on the side and they're actually cheating on them. I don't believe in cheating. My parents have married for 46 years. I believe in having one spouse, not cheating and never getting divorced. I'm old school raised. So that's why I don't last with people because when I see a red flag, I'm out. I don't keep you on the side and bang you on the side and look for someone else. I'm done. I'm done. And I move on. And people don't understand why I'm real and that blunt.
1: You know what, though? I honestly like from a woman's perspective. And, you know, my opinion is just like everyone else's. We all have them. I actually totally respect that. You know, it's it's interesting. I grew up in the golf industry where I never really played golf, but I always worked at high end country clubs. And I always had... It's, it's weird. I've only had 3 boyfriends my whole entire life. My husband is one of them. So I've only been with 3 people my whole life. And I grew up around the country club, the expensive country club mentality. I, di- I didn't come from that. But I grew up around working in it. And a lot of guys put their wives down. And a lot of guys cheated on their wives. And it was something that it was almost made to be normal. And yet, I've never had a fear of that because I always had this belief that like, I could 100% be alone. Like I really chose the person I wanted to be with. I never like felt like I had to be with someone else. And I actually love what you're saying here, because I would 100% agree. If my husband came to me tomorrow and said, Hey, I no longer love you. And he went and he broke up with me. And two weeks later, he was with someone else. I would actually 100% respect that more than the guy who's you know, pretending to love you and fucking four people on the side. A hundred percent.
0: Truth, you know, and that's, I get the bad rap for doing that. And they seem with a new girl, just, just come with the girl. Doesn't mean I'm sleeping with her. You know, I I, I hang out with girls sometimes just to talk about business. That's it. And it's self perception. And again, like I don't deal with the haters. I, don't, I ignore them. I just let them talk. The more they talk, the more traffic, They, you know, my followers yeah. are going through the roof right now. I just, people love to hear what I have to say. Love as much as people hate me. I have a huge fan base that loves me and looks at me for inspiration. So it goes both ways. And um, it's how you build a big brand. Polarizing that. figure.
1: Well, I I have enjoyed it so much and I've told you that yesterday and I I love that we did this again and hopefully that there's someone on my podcast that's going to hear it because I do know that there is, you know, a lot of unicorns out there like myself and I know that other women are probably going to hate this, but do you, did you ever see the, I'm sure you did, the crazy hot matrix? No. Fuck off. You have never seen the crazy hot matrix on Instagram or not on Instagram. It was a YouTube video maybe 10 years ago. No. Google the crazy hot matrix. Once this is over, I almost drove off the side of the road. I was laughing so hard. And they talk about there's unicorns. And you know, are you a 10 crazy or a 10 hot or all the things and there's, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. But there's a lot of truth to it. You know, like, at the same time, I am crazy. A lot of times, you know, I'm, decently attractive, but I'm decently crazy too. I think all women are. And it's like the degree in which you can put up with and the degree in which you love them unconditionally. So I have enjoyed it oh. so, so much. Hopefully we uh find you a unicorn here on this podcast. And also
0: for your female viewers to so let yeah. them know that, that like how I don't think there's any good women left. They might think there's no good man left. And I know other men like me that are successful in the same boat. So to give your viewers hope too. There are, I do know men. So there are, if you've given up like me, don't give up because I actually know men that have the same values as me, that work hard, share the same thought process. So there are unicorns out there or successful men with values out there as well.
1: Perfect. I love it. And you are going to manifest that fucking unicorn and I cannot wait to meet her because she's going to be great.
0: See you in 10 years.
1: <laughs> ha! Y'all know I am absolutely obsessed with helping you live more confidently in your purpose, making a profit, and truly enjoying your life. You guys, this is exactly why I created my course, Commanding Your Worth. You guys, this course will help you gain confidence, gain clarity, rewrite the stories that you've been telling yourself for much too long that are keeping you stuck. You guys, you can get this course for just $99 at commandingyourworth.com.